Section ninety four of Italy, France, Spain, and Portugal. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Hypatia. The World Story, Volume five. Italy, France, Spain, and Portugal. Edited by Eva March Tappan. Section ninety four. The Sacrifice of the People of Saguntum. 219 B.C. by Mrs. M. G. Quincy Sleeper No one knows what people first lived in Spain. History begins with the Iberians, of whom it tells us little. The Iberians were followed by the Celts. After much fighting, the two nations concluded to dwell peacefully together and were called the Celt-Iberians. The men wore a garment of linen or chamois leather, bound round the waist, and a cap on the head. In war the footmen carried two lances about a yard in length, a short sword, a pole with a hook in the end to seize the reins of the enemy's horses, a sling and a buckler. The horsemen had, in addition to the buckler, a casing for the thighs, lances two yards long, sometimes sabres, and sometimes heavy mallets or sharp hatchets. They were very skilful. They could manage two horses at once, and could leap from one to the other when at full speed. When advancing to battle, each one carried a footman, who sprang to the ground and engaged the enemy. The women wore a black woolen robe reaching to the feet. Sometimes they fastened a hood to it, in the manner of our cloak hoods. They were little better than slaves, not only doing the work of the house, but toiling in the fields as well. Sweet acorns and chestnuts, with cider or mead, a drink made of honey and water, supplied the table of a portion of the people, but the wealthy used meat and wine. They were more temperate than their northern neighbours. They had feasts occasionally, but to these their wives and daughters were not admitted. The warriors danced in armour, and beat time to the music with their swords upon their shields. They expressed contempt as well as pleasure in this way. When they desired to show that they despised the Romans, they retired before them with a peculiar cry. The funerals of their heroes were splendid. The corpse was dressed in fine garments. It lay in state for several days. It was then burned upon a pile made for the purpose, and instead of a sermon, some friend told the descent and deeds of the deceased. Military exercises were performed over his tomb, and, in some instances, one or more of his dearest companions swallowed poison, thinking life worthless without him. They knew little of medicine, and their sick were placed by the roadside, that passers-by might tell them of treatment, which had been found useful in similar cases. There is a tradition that some knowledge of the true God existed among the Iberians, but of this there is no certainty. The Celts are thought to have introduced the superstitions of the Druids, and certain stones— supposed to be druidical remains, are pointed out as proof. The first civilized people known to have visited Spain were the Phoenicians. They were Syrian in blood, and dwelt on a long, narrow strip of coast upon the east of the Mediterranean. Each of their cities governed itself, its district and villages, but they were joined together by national feeling and interest. At the head of these cities, and exercising a certain influence upon them all, was Sidon. Afterwards Tyre took her place. 
we learn somewhat about these cities from the old testament writers and what is told of them by the greeks agrees perfectly with the information contained in the sacred volume not having much land they bethought themselves of making ships and crossing the sea short voyages were followed by long ones and more than a thousand years before christ they went to spain they had many things to sell all the glass in the ancient world was made by them they wore fine cloths which they coloured purple and scarlet and deep red and they wrought elegant ornaments they traded with the east also they had pearls from cape comorin cinnamon from ceylon and ivory ebony and jewels from arabia these they gave for the wool fruits gold silver and iron of the celtiberians they founded cadiz malaga and some other towns on the coast of spain but they were too busy in making good bargains to write much about their life there the most powerful colony of phoenicia was carthage on the northern shore of africa like the parent city of tyre she coveted the wealth of spain and began to trade with the seaports as early as the seventh century before christ upon the breaking out of a quarrel between the phoenicians and spaniards she conquered both parties and took the settlements for herself the carthaginians treated the native tribes with great cruelty and these in their sorrow asked aid from the romans this the latter readily promised they meant to drive out the carthaginians and seize upon spain as the carthaginians had done they sent no soldiers however and hannibal the carthaginian general laid siege to saguntum this city was founded in thirteen eighty four b c by the greeks of sante it was built upon a high hill about a mile from the sea it was immensely rich and was the stronghold of valencia hannibal laid waste the surrounding country then he shut off all communication with the sea and attacked it upon three sides at once upon his approach some of the citizens took a ship which was in the harbour and sailed to italy when they reached rome they were led to the senate chamber the fathers being assembled they exclaimed o romans allies friends help help even now hannibal is thundering at the gates of saguntum hannibal your enemy as well as ours hannibal who while yet a child swore hatred to you hannibal who having taken saguntum will rush on rome hannibal the terrible hannibal who fears not the gods neither keeps faith with men o romans fathers friends help while there is yet time these entreaties moved some of the more generous senators but the greater number selfishly regarded their own advantage only and left the unfortunate city to stand or fall as it might hannibal lost not a moment he said by and by is always too late one angle of the city walls stretched quite into the valley against this he brought a battering ram thinking to beat it down without difficulty he was mistaken the bravest of the young men had stationed themselves there not content with driving him from his works they often rushed out determined at least to sell their lives dearly hurling their javelins thrusting with their lances beating down with their heavy mallets darting forward wheeling turning again pursuing retreating they killed many of the besiegers and wounded hannibal himself for a few days after this the fighting was discontinued 
the Saguntines, men, women, and children, repaired the walls and raised new defences where there seemed to be need of them. As soon as Hannibal could appear abroad, the attacks were renewed with even greater fury than before. The soldiers were mounted on movable towers, which were wheeled to the walls, so that they were on a level with the besieged. So numerous were these towers and the battering rams, that there was hardly room enough for them. At length a large breach was made in the wall, and the Africans rushed to the charge, secure of victory. But they were met by solid lines of men, drawn up as on an open plain, line within line, and many of them armed with a terrible phalaric. This was a shaft of fir tipped with an iron head a yard long, and bound at the point where the head was fastened, with tow dipped in pitch. The two being set on fire, the weapon was hurled with amazing force and skill into the advancing ranks of the enemy. After a fierce struggle, the Africans were driven back. Hannibal then caused it to be proclaimed that the city would be given up to the soldiers to plunder and burn at their will, and they were eager for another assault. The besieged, worn out with labour and watching, could not defend the city equally well on all sides at once, and while the men in the different stories of the movable towers engaged the Saguntines in a hand-to-hand combat, five hundred Carthaginians with pickaxes undermined the wall at the bottom, an easy task, since the cement was only clay. A portion of the wall fell down, and the troops, rushing in, seized a hillock and fortified themselves within the town itself. Still undiscouraged, the Saguntines raised other walls in the very face of the enemy, despising danger and death, and anxious only to preserve their freedom to the last moment. Finding that there was no longer hope, many of the principal men gathered the gold and silver from the public treasury and their own stores, with rich garments, furniture, and whatever they most valued, and piling them upon a great fire which had been kindled in the market-place, cast themselves also headlong into it. Many burned themselves with their families in their own houses. At this moment of confusion, a tower fell with a tremendous roar, and Hannibal, forcing his way through the opening, ordered every grown-up person to be slaughtered. The soldiers put out the fires that were raging in every direction, and enriched themselves with the spoil, although vast quantities had been before destroyed. End of section 94 This recording is in the public domain.